0: Welcome to the Wealthy After Divorce podcast. Jackie Ressler, a divorce financial planner with almost 25 years experience, and myself, Melissa Freidenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. We are both certified divorce financial analysts and your co-hosts.
1: If you're thinking about divorce or in the process of divorce, this is a time for you to take a deep breath and give yourself permission to gain clarity on the financial decision they're facing.
0: While the term wealth typically refers to money and possessions, we know that truly being wealthy means a whole lot more. Together with our guests on this podcast, we will help you live wealthy after divorce.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Wealthy After Divorce podcast. This is Jackie Ressler today. Many people come out of a divorce without the skill set necessary to get new employment. And a lot of people need to get new employment, especially if they have been out of the workforce during their marriage. They may lack computer skills. They may lack the ability to put together a resume with their skills. They may lack confidence about moving forward or how to know what income to target for their new job. Well, luckily, my guest here today is Judy Richmond, and she is an expert in helping women with exactly that problem. Today, my guest is Judy Richmond, who is the uh, Women to Work Coordinator and an Employment Specialist at Gesher Human Services, which used to be uh, Jewish Vocational Services. Tell me a little bit about the Women to Work program and how did it get started?
2: Well, originally, from what I understand, the program was called the Displaced Homemaker Program, and it was funded by the Department of Labor. When that funding ended, it was decided by JBS, now Getcher to continue the program, and it was renamed the Women to Work Program. Okay. And what we do obviously, is we assist women who need to find employment as soon as possible.
1: Okay. And that could be women that are going through a divorce. It could be women that are widowed. It could be women that maybe are underemployed. Is that accurate?
2: Correct. The reasons are many, obviously. Often women have not worked for many, many years. And they are very concerned about how to apply for jobs, how to be successful at jobs, how to conduct an active and successful job search. And often they feel lost, is what I hear often. Where do I begin, is what I hear. And that's one of the purposes of the program. It's to answer those kinds of concerns and questions.
1: How do you help them begin to re-enter
2: the workforce? Well, what a good question that is. One of the important parts of what we do is that we meet as a group at Getcher, and we meet for eight sessions, and that's preceded by an information meeting. And the value of that is the women find that they are not alone. That there are other women in very similar circumstances, regardless of their backgrounds or their education or their work history. And so the women feel more motivated because they are within a group that share a lot of the same concerns. We meet for eight sessions. We meet on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 9 until 12 noon. And, in fact, we have a new group starting with an information meeting. This is such good timing. Oh, good. (laughs) The information meeting is on Thursday, September the 7th, and that is in person here at Gesher. And we meet from 9 until 11. And that's an opportunity for the women who I've already spoke to, obviously, to ask additional questions. To find out more details and to decide if, in fact, they want to participate in the program. And also, I meet individually with the women as well during our program and afterwards as needed.
1: Okay. Is there a cost for the program?
2: Happily, there is no cost. That's such another good question. That's often the first question that I'm asked when someone calls. And we do have a very active Committee, it's called the Trade Secrets Committee, and they work year long very tirelessly to find people who make donations. And we have a fundraising dinner that is held every November. And because of their efforts, there's no cost at all to the program.
1: Okay. And there's no income requirement. So you don't have to in anyone that feels like they have need of the program, they, they don't have to prove any, anything. They just need to apply.
2: Exactly. There are no real strict qualifications at all.
1: Okay. So let's say that, that I have, um, so I work with divorce, divorcing clients and Mm -hmm. many of my clients have been a stay at home parent Mm -hmm. and out of the workforce, um, Let's say that they haven't, they have a college degree, but they haven't used it in a long time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What are the kinds of skills that you teach them in the Women to Work program?
2: Okay, now, another good question. One of the first things that we do is, in fact, to allow the women to look at the skills they already have, even in fact, if they have not worked for several years. There was someone in a previous group excuse me, who had not worked for 20 years. Right. And that's a good example of someone who thought, what am I going to do? She was 60 years old, and yet she has landed a very successful professional position because she found ways to present herself so that she was considered. In fact, she was offered a couple of jobs, turned one down, and accepted another. So much of it has to do with the skills that the women already have. And we also bring in what I call our experts. People come in from our own team here at Getcher, and they present information, for example, on um, stress management and on social media and personal style and other ways that women feel more comfortable and more at ease with what they are facing. We also have somebody that comes to address our group on financial capabilities, which is a separate department, but we all work very closely together.
1: So financial capability, meaning um, you help clients put together their cash flow. So one of the questions that a lot of my clients have is, mm-hmm. don't know. And that's one of the things that I do with clients during the divorce process is they don't know what their minimum needs are. So they don't know what kind of a job they should be targeting. And so some people that I, you know, if they've got spousal support coming in and child support, you know, they might need a, they might need a lower amount of income than they're thinking to Mm -hmm. begin with. And maybe so. For a lot again, for my my clients who feel lost, do you help? Do you help them in terms of targeting? This is my minimum income requirement. And
2: well, that's where our financial capabilities staff comes in, literally and figuratively. They, as needed, a woman is welcome to make an appointment at no charge with one of our financial capabilities, team members, and budgeting is, I'm sure, a big priority. Right. Um, and often, although not as much lately as in the past, but often, women really didn't have a lot of first-hand knowledge of budgeting, for example, or planning ahead and even looking for additional information to help them feel more secure sometimes they may have family members, children who are about to start college. And so there are a lot of details, a lot of facets to planning very carefully and individually, not just for the current job that may be around the corner, but long-term as well.
1: That's wonderful. I think that that is, again, so critically important for people. And you touched on, I think, something really important, especially for all of our listeners. I find that probably 90% of the people that I sit down with, so I work with about 40 clients a year, and I've been doing this for 26 years, Mm -hmm. I find that the majority of my clients have never handled a budget. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think that it's very common now, even amongst younger women who get married and they turn over the bill paying job to their spouses um, and it, sometimes the bill payer still isn't the person that actually is really in charge of the money decisions. So I think that there is a lot of fear around that and that idea that you have somebody there that mm-hmm. someone can make a one-on-one appointment with. That's mm-hmm. tremendous support.
2: Absolutely. And that's all very confidential and so forth. And again, there's no charge for the meetings with our financial capabilities. After.
1: Sometimes clients tell me that they're very worried about getting back into the workforce because they don't have up to date computer skills. Is that something that your program can help with?
2: Yes, we do. Okay. You would have thought we rehearsed this, Jackie. <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, the group that is starting in September, it just so happens that we call that the Women to Work Springboard to Success program, and that includes computer training. So on the Tuesdays and Thursdays, when we finish at noon, there's a break until 1 o'clock. People can bring their lunch or they can run out for something. And the class that's being conducted starting in September is very basic. And then that is followed up by a course in Excel and Word and so forth. So absolutely. And as I tell the women over and over again how good that looks on a resume. That people are currently completing a computer course. And when they're done, they receive a certificate of completion. And that can go a long way in helping the women feel more confident and impressing employers. Awesome. well, what have you been doing since you haven't worked for X amount of months or years? And one answer that I think is appreciated is, oh, I've been taking a computer class. So that can go a long way. And that's a very positive approach to the job search as well.
1: I'm sure it is. I know that that is something that people do feel nervous about. That mm-hmm. they And I love that you even talked about social media, that you you talk, you have someone come in and explain. I mean, LinkedIn is very powerful as a tool, but if you've been out of the workforce for a long time, it might not be... It's obvious that it's it's a, an important tool to be able to use to find a job. Do you actually do as um, part of the program looking for do you have a job opportunities or where employers come to you? And are they looking for employees that you match people up with for interviews? Well,
2: that's our ideal, of course. And we often have employers who call and let us know what jobs they have open. And our program, in fact, has become a little more well-known throughout the community. And sometimes I'll get a direct call and say, I heard about your program for women. You have anyone who could maybe be my assistant or work at my office or whatever else there might be available. And it's such a pleasure to say, oh yes, and that has worked out real well. It's a pleasure, like I'm saying, again when employers call and say what about that program for women? And I'm happy to give them all the details.
1: Right? And women who have been out of the workforce and managing a house, whether it's children and schedules and um it is obviously I'm a mom, it is mm-hmm. a 24/7 job and um to anyone that has been juggling all of those things, they're great at multitasking. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that the women that come to me that say that they're, I'm, I'm terrible with numbers. They're not terrible with numbers. They just haven't maybe had the recent experience in it, but I have never worked with any client that at the end of the time that I'm working with them, that they feel like they're terrible with numbers. They're not. Um, cool. I think women actually are really good at numbers mm-hmm. and good at um, at so many things that we don't give ourselves credit for, especially when we've been out of the traditional mm-hmm. workforce. But to say that women who are homemakers have not been working, I think is an incredible misnomer because it is a a, a job that you don't get a break from <laughs> when you're in that position. And a lot of women are in that position of of managing their own household with their children and taking care of their parents as well.
2: Absolutely. That's becoming more and more evident with elderly parents. And sometimes what has helped is that we can find positions that are remote so that women can work at least partially from home. And piggybacking on what you just said, women often tend to be too self-critical of themselves, and sometimes it's a process where they can realize that they have important work-related skills. In fact, even though they haven't exactly been at work, right? But exactly. It's a kind of work when right. you are twenty-four-seven taking care of your family or your parents,
1: right? So it's wonderful that that there's a program that. I can refer clients to Ooh. that, um, that helps them recognize that. And so I have had clients and I have had friends that have gone through the women to work program in the past. Mm-hmm. And I've had some, and I know that it is, tell me a little bit more about how it's affiliated with the Jewish community and what there, if there are any religious requirements or any other requirements to be in the program.
2: Well, as I've mentioned, the, the one requirement is someone who is highly motivated to find a job as soon as possible. We are funded by the Jewish Federation of Metropolitan Detroit. There are no qualifications other than that. We're very proud of our diversity and our inclusiveness. The majority of the women who are in our program come from Wayne, Oakland, Macomb counties. Some have come from The Ann Arbor, Washington area, from Livingston, um, people have come from all over (laughs) in order to take advantage of the program.
1: That's wonderful. And how many women do you have in each program? Is there a limit to how many you can accommodate? Well,
2: I hate to turn anyone away, so I'm reluctant to do that, obviously. The average might be 10 to 12 women in the program. I've had as many as 22 in one program. And that certainly filled up the room. And there are no limitations at this time in terms of the number of people who can attend.
1: That's wonderful too. Okay. So um, I want to finish up with, you mentioned that there's a, an information session starting soon. So right now we're taping this in July of 2023. And you said that September 7th is an information session?
2: That's correct. That's on a Thursday morning, and that's September the 7th from 9 until 11.
1: Okay. And if somebody wants to find out about attending that, how do they get in touch with you?
2: Well, the best thing, which is what I like the most, is if someone calls me directly, and it's 248-233-4232.
1: Okay. And we will have that, your contact information also posted in the show notes. So if anybody is listening in their car, don't mm-hmm. pull over and call right now. We'll have that in the show notes for people to, to look at. Um, how often, let's say that someone is listening to this a year from now. I know that the Women to Work program will still be in existence. Mm-hmm. Um, what? How often did the programs run? Is there one in the fall and then another one in the um, the spring? Or how many do you run?
2: well we run typically three per year so there is one obviously starting in september another one will be starting in january and then we will have one in the spring approximately april and obviously those three take precedence over a lot of other things that i that i do here and i also have obviously an email so if that's more convenient for people to get in touch with me, it's J Richmond, that's J R I C H M O N D at Gesher G E S H E R M I dot org.
1: Okay, and we'll have that listed in the show notes as well. Mm-hmm. Judy, thank you so much for talking with me today. And thank you so much for all of the work that you do that to support women in our community. I'm, I know that in a, a helping position I'm that there's a lot of personal gratification mm-hmm. in this kind of work, but um, I'm sure that so many people are grateful to you in this program.
2: Well, I'm grateful to you and to the people who participate, and I learn a lot every time I conduct a program. The women are learning a lot, and I'm learning a lot from them all the time as well. It's my pleasure.
1: Thank you, Judy.
2: Thank you, Jackie.
0: Thank you for listening to the Wealthy After Divorce podcast. You can find more information on Melissa Freidenberg and Jackie Ressler on our website, www.pearlplan.com, as well as on our podcast website, www.wealthyafterdivorce.com.